Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good force to be joined by Joe Hart, a renowned expert in organizational culture who's been featured regularly in publications like Newsweek and Rolling Stone. He is the president and CEO of the Dale Carnegie Training Company, one of the world's largest training companies with going back over 110 years and a presence in 80 countries. He's also the best-selling author of Take Command, Find Your Enduring Strength, build enduring relationships, and live the life you want. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Seth. Great to be with you today. Great to have you. Um, full disclosure, I am a student of the Dale Carnegie organization, but that's not how we connected. Um, let's go back in time. How did you first get into the Dale Carnegie organization? Well, it's interesting because the journey really goes back quite some time. I, I never envisioned that it would take me to where I, I am now. Uh, my father was talking about Dale Carnegie when I was a teenager. My mother took a Carnegie program in the, in the 60s. Um, so I grew up hearing about this. And then I took a Dale Carnegie program as a young lawyer, and it completely just changed my life. I left the practice of law, uh, ultimately went into business, and then started my own business. And, uh, and actually, my first client was Dale Carnegie. I, I developed e-learning solutions for Dale Carnegie worldwide uh, in the early 2000s. This is a long time ago. And I uh, ultimately sold that company. I was the president of another company. And then I was uh, invited to the uh, recruiting process when the prior CEO had retired. Um, so, I mean, it's truly been an incredible journey where you know, Dale Carnegie is something that's had a humongous impact on my entire life. Uh, my wife has taken the program. I have six children. They all took the program as teenagers. Uh, you know, so it's it's quite an honor to be, you know, leading this glo global organization. So the long version of that story is probably in the book somewhere. And if it isn't, maybe it'll be in the next one. Just one, one more quick question about that. You said you left the practice of law and started your own business. And your first client was, how did you decide to go from, I'm done being a lawyer, I'm going to go develop e-learning platforms in 2000, no less, when those weren't the rage? And how'd you land Dale Carnegie as your first client? Yeah, great, great question. There was a lot. I was trying to keep it short for the podcast, but the, the, you're right. I, I, I left out some important information. One is that when I took that Dale Carnegie course as a lawyer, it challenged me in my vision, right? So that was one of the things I said, do I really want to practice law for the rest of my career? And so um, 
that was something that ultimately I said, you know, I want to go into business. So I went to work for a company actually first before I started the e-learning uh, business. But for, for a couple of years after I took the Dale Carnegie course, you know, and as you mentioned, you're a student of the, of the program as well. You know, there's principles. So I started just to apply and practice the Dale Carnegie principles for myself every single day. It was like, okay, today don't criticize, condemn, and complain. And I would just practice every single day. I did that for, for years. And I developed a system that um, basically a calendar-based system at the time. Uh, this is you know, really kind of early stages of the internet. And I reached out to the CEO of Dale Carnegie and I said, look, I got an idea that might be valuable for um, Dale Carnegie graduates. So we actually piloted that while I was still employed at this other company. Dale Carnegie said no. And I said, you know, I still think there's an idea here. People take, you know, training programs all the time. How do you reinforce what you learn? And that really led to the, the birth of this e-learning company. So I went out and I raised some seed capital. I left my, my uh, corporate job and I went back to Dale Carnegie. I said, look, you know, uh, how about I invest in this program? And let's take it to your, your you know, uh, participants around the world. So that's kind of how it happened. It was I went to them with something that was now we had other clients. McGraw-Hill was a big client, a lot of other clients. So when I, I sold that business and I went into something else, um, you know, it was it was Dale Carnegie, but other things too. Well, that's incredible. And I believe, I mean, historically for, you know, 100 plus years, Dale Carnegie had been in-person trainings. And now I believe 95% of the Dale Carnegie revenue comes from online. So that's partly correct. Um, At least during, obviously during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you 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 got it. You got that right in the sense that in the beginning of the pandemic, almost all of our revenue, uh, over ninety five percent, was in person, face to face. So if we we're going to take a, a Dale Carnegie program, and as you know, these are highly interactive, engaging pro. You're up on your feet. You're giving a two minute talk. You're doing things. So you know, even at that time, we we had a a live online program, but it was very very small, North American only. Um, and then when COVID came. For a variety of, of reasons, I mean, I think what, what that did was we accelerated the digital uh, footprint, but we also had to change our mindsets because I think about our trainers, uh, myself, we thought, gosh, can you even do this effectively online? But we really were very innovative in terms of how, and I, I give this to the, the credit to our global team around the world um, that, that really made all this happen. We, we flipped the business. So today, a high percentage of our, our revenue remains online. And um, it just depends on, on the market, Seth, right? So some markets might be closer to that higher 95%, some might be lower. But across the world, um, we have come back from COVID far more competitive, more agile, more effective. We've been able to, to, to uh, really support you know, larger global businesses. So people are working remotely. They can do that. If they want to bring people together, we can do that. But it's it's been powerful. What inspired you to write the book, Take Command? It really was the it was the pandemic. Um, I was going through it myself. And I, I start the book with just the challenge, some of the struggles I was going through um, in the early stages of the pandemic. And right around June, July, I reached out to Michael Crom, who's been a longtime friend of mine. He's one of our board members. He's Dale Carnegie's grandson. And, you know, we were just talking about how the world was struggling. You, you think back, Seth, to even June 2020, there was so much fear. We didn't know what was going to happen, what was going to be next, when are we going to get out of, the, out of this? So we thought, you know, if we can create a book that is built on Dale Carnegie's uh, ideas and principles, but it's got, you know, just dozens of, of modern stories, research, 
you know, lots of different things that really are situations for today um, that that would really be able to connect with people and especially younger people who might not be, you know, exposed to Dale Carnegie principles. You know, how could we we reach them? So we, we wrote the book really with the three parts. Taking command of your thoughts and your emotions is the first part. It's based on how to stop worrying and start living. But it's look, you know, we all deal with stress, potentially with worry. Um, people could be in, you could have insecurity, lack of confidence, all kinds of things, fear. You know, how do we how do we overcome that and just become strong and resilient and courageous? The second part is take command of your relationships based on the best relationship book ever written, how to win friends and influence people. And that's, you know, how do you be intentional? How do you deal with difficult people? How do you deal with criticism? How do you um, really respect and, and build this enduring relationships? And then the last part is take command of your future. You know, what's your vision for yourself? You know, uh, what are your values? What is your your the purpose you define for yourself? And a lot of that came from the Dale Carnegie course. So the book is designed to be a manual for people really to help them uh, take command and be intentional about their lives. Awesome. Now, the principles of Dale Carnegie have been around over 110 years. Which ones do you think are most relevant today? You know, what a great question. Um, it's interesting because, you know, as much as these principles have been around for a while, there's, I mean, all of them are relevant today. They're all very important today. You know, the world in which we live has changed. Technology has changed, but people in many ways haven't changed. We still crave appreciation. We want to be respected. We want to be listened to. Um, so, but if, if I had to pick one that stands out, it's uh, principle 17, which is to try honestly to see things from another person's point of view. Because I, I think especially today, Seth, with all of the challenges in the world and, and just things seem so polarized and a lot of times we could be walking around in eggshells, um, you know, why not take a step back and really just try to understand the person and really the foundation of any good relationship is trust. And how can we have trust if, we're, if we don't understand the person, if we're not trying to respect and listen to that person. So if I'm, you know, if you and I might have a disagreement on something, I might say, well, Seth, rather than saying, Seth, you're wrong, I might say, well, Seth, tell me what, what led you to believe that, you know, and, and let's talk about that. I really want to understand your ideas. So, so that builds a bridge. And that principle, I think, is, is foundational for uh, really so many of the others. Now, you talked about if we're seeing things from the other point of view, I guess that kind of segues into my next question, because I know I'm sure it's part of the answer, but I'd like to expand on how great leaders create trust. You know, there's a great quote that um, I think goes to your your question. Um, it's people don't care what you know till they know that you care. Right. So so at the end of the day, leaders are in relationship with people with whom they work or people who might be following them. And. In, and ultimately, is there trust? Do I believe that Joe's going to do the things he, sa he says? Is he gonna, can I count on him? Is he reliable? Is he someone who lives by a, a code of values and ethics? Or is he someone who, you know, is just going to do whatever suits him? You know, so so part of it really is to, um, and we talk in the book a lot about um, understanding your values and and following those values and so forth. But we also talk about trying honestly to see things from another person's point of view. That, that's the foundational thing that enables us to, to, to build trust. And then from there, you know, and, and trust is one of those things where, you know, it's, it's hard to gain and easy to lose. I have this conversation with my kids all the time because even sometimes things that we perceive to be not a big deal might be a big deal to somebody else. 
So we need to be aware of how we are presenting and communicating and expressing and articulating and acting upon the things that we say that we're going to do. But at the end of the day, I mean, so much of it starts there. For sure. Dale Carnegie, you know, went, grew up, you know, went back during the Great Depression. We've seen, you know, thanks to COVID, the Great Resignation. And during the Depression, there were not enough jobs and people, not enough money, and people are waiting in line for food. And now we've got people not working, even though we would happily give them a job. So talk a little bit about how the Take Command and Dale Carnegie principles kind of apply to leading and managing this multi-generational, multi-attitudinal workforce. Yeah, I mean, they really couldn't be more important than they are now because with the scarcity in the workforce, uh, especially, we really need to take care of the people that we have. We need to have people who are engaged and who want to stay where they are. You know, what we've seen, actually, we did some research on this global research around what we call the empowered employee. People are looking for different things. They are looking for, for, for flexibility. They've got different expectations of their leaders. And when they don't see that, even though we see in the, in the midst of, you know, there's layoffs and different kinds of things happening, the market still remains tight. So really the challenge, and, and so many CEOs will tell me this, that the biggest challenge they have, it's the, it's the not just the acquisition of talent, but the development of talent, engaging their people, um, and, the, and creating a culture you know, where, the, where their organization will thrive. So Take Command is all about those kinds of things. And the Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends, How to Stop Worrying, same type of thing. You know, as a leader, am I taking command of the culture? Am I intentional about the culture? Am I intentional about my relationships? Um, am I the kind of person, how do I come off? Am I, am I edgy? Am I angry? Am I demeaning? Am, or am I empowering? Am I trusting? Do I you know, great leadership is really the ability to bring the best out in other people so that you can accomplish amazing things together that you wouldn't be able to do by yourself. So um, all of those things, I, I'd like to think that the Take Command book and certainly um, the masterpieces of How to Stop Worrying and How to Win Friends are, are, are books uh, in the Dale Carnegie course. Again, you know, we have companies all over the world that are coming to us and saying, how do we, how do we have a higher performing culture? How do we retain and invest in our people? How do we truly engage people at the highest levels? How do we find our blind spots so that we're not undermining ourselves? Um, so that, that's why all these things are so important, especially right now. You are also the host of Take Command, a Dale Carnegie podcast. Um, why did you launch a show and tell us a little bit about it and where we can go to listen to it? Yeah, thank you for the question. You know, Take Command is really about recognizing inspirational, high-integrity leadership. I mean, th there are uh, people who are successful at, at different types of things, and we say, well, is that the kind of leadership we want to celebrate? Is it a leadership that's a people-first-centered kind of, of leadership? I, I actually think, Seth, that there's a crisis in leadership around the world today. We see it in so many of, of the environments around us, whether it's political or business or religious or whatever. I mean, it just seems like there's such a breakdown. So what we're doing with Take Command with our, our podcast is highlighting those truly inspirational leaders who we believe can be great examples for all of us. Um, our very first guest who remains, you know, I think one of the greatest, if not, I mean, certainly one of the greatest leaders of our time is Alan Mulally, the former CEO wow. of Ford and Boeing. He's been a, a mentor to me, um, and every time I talk to him or read about him or learn about him, it inspires me to want to be a better leader, and that's really what the show is about. 
So we know your time is incredibly valuable and we greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. Where can our viewers and our listeners go to learn more about you, about Dale Carnegie, about the book and about the podcast? Yeah, thank you for asking. Uh, DaleCarnegie.com is the place to go. If people are interested in, in a course or a program or they want free resources, we've got information on the podcast there. We've got white papers. There are a whole range of videos there, a whole bunch of things that might be valuable. Uh, TakeCommand.com uh, has information about uh, certainly the book and where people can, can buy the book. Uh, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and Twitter, and the handle is the same. It's at Joseph K. Hart. I wish I could have gotten at Joe Hart. Somebody else got that, but I get at Joseph K. Hart uh, on Twitter and LinkedIn. Awesome. You are a voracious consumer of inspirational content to help not only inspire yourself, but help you lead others. You can't quote Dale Carnegie's books because you already did, and you can't quote yourself. What are some of your other favorite books that have influenced you the most? Yeah, a couple that I'll just mention. One that I've read recently that I really love is The Earned Life by Marshall Goldsmith. I think Marshall is one of the, the greatest thinkers of our time and certainly an inspirational leader. Uh, I love Ryan Holiday's work, uh, works on, on, um, on not just the Stoics, but also there's one I'm reading right now, which is uh, Discipline is Destiny, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. I think it's, uh, it's pretty insightful. Um, Deep Work by Cal Newport and Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport are two other books that really have got me thinking about my relationship with digital media, social media, um, you know, and really creating space for for deeper thinking and creative thinking. And it's they both have been valuable to me. Tim Ferriss, I mean, an oldie but a goodie for our work week. I think yeah, it's still funny that you labeled Tim Ferriss an oldie, yet you work run Dale Carnegie's company. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm talking about relatively speaking. Well, we're, right. we're 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 really oldie, I guess, in terms of just having been around. I I, I say only oldie because um, I read Four Hour Workweek. Gosh, I mean, 15, 20 years ago, I think. Um, so yeah. I, that, that remains one of my favorites. That's books. funny because I read it when it came out, and I've got the updated edition, and then obviously every other Four Hour book he's released since then. But I guess my perception of time has been so warped that I don't think of it as old. That's funny. I just think, and when I said old, you're right. I probably shouldn't have used that that terminology, but um, not not recent. It's a book that's been out for a little bit of time. That's true. It, yeah. The original has been out for a long time. I just it's my own mental block. I just didn't think of it that way because he keeps releasing new books, and I lump them all together. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's prolific for sure. Well, we're not here to talk about him. We are here to talk about you. Um, thank you, everybody, for watching or listening. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Joe Hart from Dale Carnegie. Go to dalecarnegie.com if you haven't taken the course. Go to Take Command, get the book, listen to the podcast. You will be glad you did. Joe, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Seth. Great to be with you. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. 
To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.